When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to That Gabby Roslin Podcast, part of the Acast Creator Network. My guest this week is Josh Cuthbert mental health advocate, member of Union J and all-round lovely guy. He talks extensively about X Factor, being in Union J, breaking up with Union J and the reunion. And we talk about everything else too. He is so lovely. Please can I ask you a favour? Would you mind following and subscribing, please? By clicking the follow or subscribe button. This is completely and utterly free, by the way. And you can also rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which is the purple app on your iPhone or iPad. Simply scroll down to the bottom of all of the episodes. I know there have been quite a few now. And you'll see the stars where you can tap and rate and also please write a review. Thank you so much. Josh, you're a very special person. When I interviewed you on the radio show, I just knew I wanted to spend more time with you. And you want to make a difference, don't you? I do. I really do. I feel like I have a duty to use my following and influence to really spread awareness around important things that need talking about, especially being a male and, you know, men things that need talking about that aren't spoken about often and enough. So, yeah. Did you think you were going to be like this no. when you were 14 in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Did you think this is what my, the arc of my life? No, I had no idea. No idea whatsoever. I was just a young lad. Just I went to so many auditions. Like my mum took me to audition after audition after audition. And I just wanted to sing. I just wanted to be on the stage. I just wanted to perform. Because when I was doing that, everything just went away. Every worry, every stress. I just felt at home. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense yeah. to me. I get that totally. Mm. So was it your you um, pushing your mum to take you or did your mum ever push you to go? It, my mum helped me. My, I needed pushing because I was very lacking in confidence. I was very insecure. I've always been an insecure boy, lad, whatever it is. Um, but my mum was just brilliant. She would take me to everything. She pushed me to do it, but not in like a pushy way. Yeah. It was in a, it was in a I can see Josh's ability i can see his passion for it he just needs pushing in the right direction and hopefully things will work out and it's it's crazy how how much i have to thank her for she's just been the best she's been brilliant so 
It was before that. So you were in Chitty at 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chitty. Sounds like. I know. No. So, yeah. That's what my grandma oh, yeah. calls it. Chitty. <laughs> um, but you were in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang at 14. But before that, you say you were very self-conscious and shy and everything. Mm. So were, were there were people treating you at, at school differently? Or was it just a, a personal thing of yours? I think because I loved my sports and I loved my footy. Um, but then I also sung on the side. I would get a lot of kind of grief from boys at school i get often That's picked horrible. on from the older lads and and sort of you know teased and why nothing, why i don't know just because i was i guess singing and being a being a boy is is different when you're at school there's not many lads and and, and actually not even just lads there's not many people that can sing so when you can i guess people treat you differently maybe they're a bit jealous, jealous maybe yeah. i don't know what it is but at the time you don't I'm not old enough and mature enough to say, oh, they're just jealous. You know, yeah, I take it personally. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was, I just had, I kind of tried to keep the singing thing quiet at school. But as soon as I left school, I had stage school on on weekends. I did stuff like that because that was my love. That was my passion. So um, yeah, it's it's crazy where I am now and what I'm doing. It's, so you went to stage school, you were with Sylvia Young? Sylvia yeah. Young, every weekend. So I wanted to, my mum was, I think we were sort of talking about me going full time, but I was very keen to still do the normal school route and be normal and play my football and sports. That was kind of my my passion as well. So I did that on the on the side and they set me up with auditions and I kind of just fitted them around school really. Um, and then when I got Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, it was just lads would come up to me in the playground and start singing the song. And it oh, was, would they? yeah, it, I mean, it was, it, by then I was kind of like, whatever, you know, Yeah. who cares? But, um, it but it's funny. the same as a football chant. Of course. Just, just a lot less, a lot less laddie. Yeah. A lot less laddie. <laughs> but also what's so funny is my, my husband, who's, I, I, I'm passionate about musical theatre. Mm. I love it. Love it, love it, love me it. Me too. And my husband, who doesn't, uh, but he likes football. Mm-hmm. So when they're all singing, I say, surely that's musical theatre. No, no, no. No, no, I no. just won't admit it's it. It's funny, when I'm at football matches and I sing along to the songs, I kind of put this... Yeah, you're right, you know, that kind of tone on because I can't sit there and sing them like I'm in a boy band. I mean, I would just get absolutely crucified. So it's, it's funny because my mates are like, why are you putting on that voice? I'm like, because if I don't, people will just think I'm an attention-seeking idiot. That's why. Which team do you support? Chelsea. Big oh, Chelsea so is my husband. Oh, okay. there we get on well then. So, so what's I th- uh, blue is the colour. Blue is the colour, football is the game, yes. So you don't do... Blue. Oh no! Oh no! Go on, do mute. So, so do do. Okay. Do the two versions. Okay. So okay. if I I would go if I was singing it in a in a boy band I'd go, blue is the color, football is the. But then you know when I'm at a football game it would be blue is the color, <laughs> football. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's true. It's genuinely true. And I sometimes sit there and go, what are you doing, Josh? But I feel like I feel like everyone does that a little bit. Yes. They all put on a little bit of a voice. Cool. So really, we're all in theatre, even at football games. Exactly. So that's, that's what. Tell all exactly. of them. Exactly. Tell all of them. Yeah. So, but you were going to be a goalkeeper. I was. I was. I was going to sort of. I, I wanted to pursue football. Um, and I, you know, I loved my football. It was. It was my favourite thing. But there was something about singing and something about performing that just made me feel complete and made me feel at home. So. That was the thing I pursued, and it's funny how everything happens for a reason. It's it worked out, and I had some, you know, loads of no's, loads and loads and loads and loads of no's along the way. Um, the door was shut on me dozens of times at dozens of auditions, and I was actually in five bands before yes. the band I was in, which is crazy considering I started Union J when I was nineteen. 
So, so you was, were in five before, and that's yeah. post Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes. Because you were asked to be in The Wanted. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, heartbreaking, uh, um, yeah. the news uh, recently, of course, about Tom Parker. Mm. Um, I, I can't get my head around it. I only met him a couple of times, when yet he was a friend of yours. I'm, I, mm. I'm so sorry. No, I really it's, am. It's just, um, it is heartbreaking. It's absolutely, he was just a, a true gentleman, uh, a genuine really great man um and we were really lucky to share the stage with him a few times and my band and and the wanted would often be at the same shows because we were, we were around at the same time um and i spent lots of time with him backstage we had the same management at the same time so you know we were always in and around the wanted lads and tom was just the most down-to-earth lovely guy um and it's just heartbreaking to think that he has passed at only the age of 33 left a family left his wife two children it's just it's, two it's, it's just awful but his parents as well yeah it's yeah and i love and thoughts to, to mm. his family they really are but um this is we're talking about your life and uh and celebrating life and that's important yeah, as well of course. um so you were you you were auditioned for the wanted they wanted they wanted you but you were in other bands as well. Yeah, so when I was 14, just after Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I auditioned for X Factor when they opened yeah. it up to 14-year-olds. So I was 14. I was the youngest ever guy to actually audition and get through to boot camp on X Factor. But it was too young. Like at the time, I, I just I just wanted to be a pop star. I wanted to be mm. uh, a singer. So I auditioned for X Factor, got through to the latter stages. But that's, it is. It's I'm too 14. Young. That's just too crazy. Young. I mean, I felt, I, I, now I look back, when Uni and Jane made it and I was 19, I think that's too that's young. That's still, that's so still young. too young. Yeah. But 14. So, and then after that, I kind of got, I got approached by a, a manager that, that put me in a band and then I went, moved to Ireland in a band and then I signed to Universal Records in another band and 19 management. So it was just, there were constant things going on. But that, I, I, I'm going to go back over this yeah. because it is, I know we've now said it three times, that's so young, mm. but 14 and 15 and moving all over the place and being in a pop band and having hopes and ambitions and suddenly becoming small celebrity, because then you mm. became big celebrity, so we're talking pre-DJ, yeah. that, that, I mean, that's so, how on earth you cope with that? No wonder mm. you, talk, you talk so openly about mental health, because how do you cope with all of that at such a young age? I don't know. You didn't. I, I didn't. No. I, and I think that's the reality of it. I, I didn't. And it's come to sort of, it's caught up with me in recent years, I think. It's it's an industry that is so, like you know, is so ruthless, is so cutthroat. And it feels like I've been doing it for so long. Well, but I'm only 15 I know, years. And I'm only 29. And I think that's the thing. I feel like a 50-year-old in my head. Mm. I feel old. I feel kind of experienced and almost just ready to finish in a way. But I still have unfinished business as well that I want to sort of do. So it's, there's a part of me that's like, just, you know, I've got a wife now, just go on and just live a normal life. But then there's a big part of me that actually, like I said, I have unfinished business. I still want to have success. I still want to perform again and, and, and have those highs. I think it's really tough because as a 19 year old boy, when Union J burst onto the scene, when it all finished six years ago, when we split up, I felt as if I peaked at the age of 19, 20, 21. Ooh, and it's a really it's difficult thing to to process because you're having, you're constantly thinking, I'm never going to be as successful as that ever again. Whereas in life, you, you you go to school and you're taught that as you get older, you know, you earn more money, you get more successful, you get promotions, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas in my, in my line of work, it was like I was at the highest 
I could be, well, it felt like that anyway, at the age of 19, 20, 21. So where do I go from here? Everything else is just going to constantly be a failure or nowhere near as good or not as successful. And that's really hard to process. That's very similar to a footballer though, actually, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. you have you have your glory if you're chosen for one of the main teams at a young age and then what to do next. Mm. But when you were, so when X Factor happened again and, and um, Union J then happened and you all got put together, mm. did, did, were you, did you feel then that you were ready for it because you'd sort of done it before? Did, were you aware of what you were diving into? It was the last, funnily enough, it was the last uh, go at the industry. It was my last roll of the dice, as they say. So um, At if, 19? Yeah. I just felt... That was you saying yeah, that was not anybody else? That was me. That was me in my head. Oh, gosh. Because at the time, I just got myself a, a nine-to-five job. I was working in IT sales. Um, I didn't go to uni or anything like that. I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't really try at college. So I didn't have qualifications as such because my passion was music and I just put my heart and soul into that. And it was just... It was the last roll of the dice. So if Uni and Jay and X Factor didn't work out for me, I probably would have just gone on and given up because I felt at this point so defeated and so kind of, I just thought it's just not meant to be. But then luckily it worked out and, you know, we did X Factor and we came, we got to the final and it, and it, and it went really well and we signed to Sony and it, and it was brilliant. But nothing can prepare you for that. No. Nothing can prepare you for that at all. It's going from no one knowing who you are to all of a sudden 12 million people overnight knowing you because you're on a show and wanting a bit of you yeah yeah and you know old friends old school people would come up and start posting facebook statuses about you trying to spread rumors trying to do no. their sell stories it, it's it's no. brutal yeah it's brutal it's you had friends trying to sell stories yeah 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 loads of old school mates trying to trying Why? to sell i don't know like I think, like we said earlier, just jealousy, maybe. And um, everybody wants a little bit of yeah, fame. Yeah, that's horrible. What mm. a horrible thing for a nineteen-year-old. Then, so you've suddenly got this fame and adulation after having, as you say, so many no's. I wonder. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I've said many times. I wanted since the age of three. I wanted to be a TV presenter, not because of fame, just because mm. I love television. And, um, and I have had many no's. But I think you have this burning something inside you that says, don't mm. stop, don't stop. Oh, you're a legend. In no, my eyes. Just, I, no, it's no, true. No, no, this is about you, <laughs> okay. not about me. Not about me. One line then, you are a legend. Oh, well, Let's just leave much. it at that. Okay. Um, but but you, there are all the no's that you get. Mm. Somehow there's something in you that knows you can keep going, no matter how insecure or how shy or any of those things. And I'm delighted that you did. And I'm delighted you got to where you wanted to get to. But then to... To have that adulation, you know, the adoration and everyone, oh, we love you, we love mm. you and all these kids. But then having friends selling mm. stories. Yeah, it's it's really tough because you don't... I mean, you're having to cope with two really big things. Yep, you don't know who to trust. That That's the scariest thing. You don't know who to trust. Um, and, I mean, we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, but even the people that got involved from a professional point of view in Union J... There were so many crooks. There were so many. No. Uh, you know, our accountant is in prison at the moment. Yeah, no, I know that. Um, and there's various other things that I could, I could be here all day talking about how we've been screwed over. And But that's the scary thing because you put your trust in these people to look after you and have your best interests at heart. Uh, because you are so young and you don't know the industry and you are babies in it. And you, you just don't know, you know, you come into this world and you just hope that there's 
You don't even, to be honest, I didn't even think it's possible that someone could screw us over. Well, why should you at 19? Exactly. I'm just enjoying, you're just enjoying the road. You're just enjoying the roller coaster, the ride, the journey. You love singing. And yeah, it's constant. There's constantly this doubt of who can I trust? Um, And that's quite hard. That's really hard. So do you trust now? I'm better. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I've got a great group of friends at home, great group of lads. Um, We've got, and you know, my wife, um, who was originally from up north, she's moved down with me now and um, she's part of my friendship group. And I'm very lucky. I have an amazing family and an amazing group of friends, but it's taken a long time to um, forgive the industry, I think, to kind of be ready to give it another go. Give it a go. Mm. Do do you then how do you feel then about the those sort of shows now in 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 hindsight it's always mm. very easy in hindsight but you know how yeah how do you feel about those shows it's really difficult because i have so much to thank x factor for for example i have without that platform i wouldn't be have done and experienced the things i've experienced but i also feel like they have a bigger duty of care um to even just going you know because when we came out of the show we had 20 management companies pitched to us in a board 20 20 in a board room in sony and we were there for two full days meeting manager after manager after manager and we had to decide as a four who to choose but we had young lads exactly we had no help we had no guidance and let's be honest out of those 20 there's going to be a few in there that people would probably go, I wouldn't go with them. They're a bit dodgy or, you know, they're not, they've not got the best reputation, but there was nothing like that. Um, and I feel like maybe that's where X Factor could have helped us more, maybe guided us a bit, given us some advice. Because we, we haven't got no clue, absolutely no clue. But as a show, it's given me, like I said, an incredible platform. So it's, a real, it's really hard for me to kind of weigh it up, really. I, yeah, it's I, I a can, funny I, one. I can understand that. But mm. you're also very um, polite young man and you're very astute. Thank you. I don't think there's anything. I, I can imagine you getting um, caught up in that tidal wave because it's enormous mm. tidal wave. Mm. And also when you've got people saying you're wonderful, of course you'll, you, you, you believe it. I mm. hope, I mean, and you, you are a good person, but then you get, oh, you're wonderful. I love you. You mm. get the, the girls and the guys all screaming and, and wanting your autograph and pictures. So all of that side yeah. on top of these people saying, hey, I'm going to make you a buck. You know? Yeah, exactly. Stick with us. So th- then Union J existed with the management that you chose and all the people there. And as you say, there were some some shady characters, let's put <laughs> it like that. How was that ride before you left? Amazing, but it was brilliant, but it was also just, it, it just feels like a blur now when I look back. I can't remember it. I really? Re- I really can't. I can remember certain moments, but we were so busy and just worked so hard. We were here, there and everywhere for three years nonstop. Um, didn't get very little time, very, very little time off. Um, no real kind of help with our mental health um and i think that was the toughest thing because at the time i didn't know what mental health was really i didn't know you know there would be times where i'd ring up and make an excuse not one not wanting to come into work but that was because i was anxious now i can understand that was because i was anxious i had anxiety attacks at times and things like that And how would they be how would they manifest themselves for you just 
I would just wake up and and just be terrified to leave the house, terrified to attack the day and 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 get through the day really. Um, and I felt numb. That was what I could describe. But it it's crazy because that was what I had auditioned so many times to have this success and have this kind of you know these experiences. But it it's so tough. It's so tough. And you. When when you when you when we were on top and when we were doing really well and things were going great and we were selling really well etc., it was brilliant. But then the moment that st- things you start to sense they're not going as well, the people around you and manage you know the, the, there's there's nothing that they don't care anymore. They move on to the next act. They move on to the next person. That's brutal. It is brutal. It's absolutely savage. Um, but that's the industry. It's a money making. If you're making the money, they love you. In inverted commas, love you. But the moment they sense, yeah, but you're real people. Exactly, exactly. You know, if I, because it's funny, because since since doing this, I've there was a period in lockdown that I said I want to be a manager. I want to manage acts. I want to manage people because I know how I would want to have been treated and managed. So hopefully, I can use my experience to manage really well and and actually be a nice person, a hum, you know, a real person and treat them like human beings. Um, because I just think that there's so few of those out there now. And it's a shame, but the experience of Union J was amazing, but also extremely damaging at the same time. And obviously uh, with George going mm. and, the, and then you leaving, was it, if you're honest with yourself, was it quite an easy, <laughs> it was quite an easy leave then? Yeah, it, it was... Uh, I just knew it was right. To be honest, we in, we always say now, me and the boys, that we should have, when George left, we should have just called it a day then and sort of to, taken some time out. Not necessarily called it a day, but just taken some time out to work out what we wanted to do. And there's always a time, you know, there's always a shelf life for bands. Um, but then there's always a time that I think you can come back and have some success again if you do it right. And maybe we try to carry on uh, longer than we should have done as a three. Uh, and we know that now, but it did make, you know, I, was, it, I always think it's quite funny when I, le- when I think about leaving and then there's just two of them. <laughs> I always imagine those two <laughs> on stage, like it just isn't, it just can't work. No, but um, it's just a couple of J's. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Anton Deck. It's just, it just <laughs> yeah, it's just odd. Um, but I had to make the decision for me. It, it wasn't making me happy anymore. And ultimately in an industry where it's so cutthroat, you occasionally have to think of number one because otherwise you just, you end up suffering as a result. So the moment that you said, right, I'm leaving. Yeah. What was the next day like? It was really, it was really brutal actually. I had management at the, solo management at the time that were advising me through the whole thing. And I actually felt like I let the boys down a bit because I didn't tell them in advance that I was doing it. Because my management at the time was saying, look, this is the best way we don't want it to, you know, we don't want, you can't trust people, etc. And it was tough because I think I let the two lads down. But also a part of them, I think, knew the time was right as well. And one of us had to make that step to do it. And it's not, it's crazy because, you know, six years, five years, is it five, five or six years later, we're now back together. Yeah. And we are genuinely stronger and happier than ever as a band. So it's really nice. You're, gr- you're grown up We're now. <laughs> We're old men. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Not you're young old, men. No, young no. Men. Uh, but, but I'm just interested in mm. the next day where you were no longer, because there you had the label of mm. Union J over mm. your head. And then the next day, thank goodness, you were just you. You were mm. Josh. Mm. D- 
Did you feel elevated? Did you feel down? How was that feeling? I felt quite alone. I felt yeah. quite alone um, because for years I've been Josh from Uni and Jay or mm. Uni and Jay's Josh Cuthbert. That, that, that whenever there would be press or anything, that would be me. And that's quite hard because, yes, I'm part of a band, but I also have my own feelings, you know, identity, passions, etc. And it was very scary, but I also knew it was the right thing to do. I had, I think just after that, I did Celebrity MasterChef, which I loved. And that was the first kind of TV experience I did on my own without the three boys. And I had no idea if I was capable of, you know, handling myself of, of being capable enough to actually stand alongside other celebrities in a big show and, and hold my ground. But I was really proud of myself for for doing that and and I managed to do really well on the show and I loved it and it was the best experience. So for me, that was an eye-opener to think, come on, Josh, you can do this. You don't need three other lads next to you all the time. Yes, it's great when they're there, but you can also be successful and have great experiences on your own. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Two. You you use the word celebrity because it was celeb it is celebrity master chef mm. huge show and there's celebrity um, everything everything <laughs> uh, and of course George George did the uh, uh, jungle yeah um, how do you feel about the word celebrity it's a really odd word isn't, isn't it? it it's a really horrible word I don't like the word. no I mean I do not I'm definitely not one and you know I, I for me celebrities are George Clooney you know Tom Cruise those kind of absolute monsters that you look at and you think oh my god but it's a really odd word I don't like it It makes me feel uneasy I mean a lot of my mates go oh look at it whenever I'll be out with you know my mates and someone comes up to me and says oh can I have a picture or whatever it is it's they all always go oh celebrity you know oh, look at oh, celebrity friend you know that because it, it's a yeah, really but that's great because it is you. of course they are that's and I nice, love that yeah um but no it's a weird word isn't it it is it's it very is. odd so okay so let's let's move on from but we'll come to to the reunion and the documentary and everything in a minute but mm. that time where you weren't union j mm-hmm. and you then social media has become very important and you're very powerful on social media and suddenly you came out and spoke about mental health Mm. now it's enormous somebody like you doing it because older men do it younger men do it um and but not many people in your position do it where people perceive you as you're a pop star you're very handsome you've got a beautiful wife um girlfriend at the time of course um Mm. that you've got a modeling career oh how can he have mental health Mm. issues because people 
put their own story onto the pictures that they see. So it's a huge thing that you've done this. How did you have the balls to, to do it? What was that kick that made you do it? Uh, I think it was, I was so down, so yeah. down um, for a long time. Oh, it was a lot. It yeah, was a long it was a time. Long time. Um, I just think I, and, and I, I, you know, I, I had therapy, uh, I still do. Um, I checked myself into a mental health institute uh, for 10 days that I went away to. But because, you did this for yourself, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, 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 I could start to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel with it, a tiny, tiny bit. And that was enough of, enough, I had enough strength inside me to kind of talk about my journey. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to, be honest with my following about how I'm feeling right now in that moment in time. And I remember I just got back from Costa Rica, a work trip in Costa Rica, and I felt really happy for the first time in such a long time. And I was confident enough to talk about my mental health journey. And I did. And the reaction I got was just like, it makes me, it makes me emotional thinking about it now because it blew me away. And the thing that, that, that really just, I found crazy was how many men messaged me it was i'm talking hundreds i'm talking you know i'm actually talking over thousands of messages about it and for me that was just like oh my goodness like there i'm not alone because at that time i generally thought like you said earlier what have i got to be depressed about be down about and that's quite tough because a lot of people i'd speak to go oh come on mate you know what have you got oh, to be see, down about but that's the judging. worst thing yeah of course it is because every person is going in having a different journey yeah and it's so it's so easy to you know to generalize someone and think oh his life's great but you don't know what's going on in their no. head you don't know what's going on behind closed doors you don't know how my relationship is with my wife you don't mm. know anything you just see a kind of highlight reel on my Instagram at times and that's when I thought you know highlight reel isn't enough it's not real so I've got to be more genuine and as soon as I did that it was just an amazing response and I thought I've got a duty of care to these people that follow me that also struggle and if I can make one other person two other people whatever it is feel better and help them and make sure they know they're not alone then that's job done and it's funny it used to be one or two people but now I know it's a lot of people and it, I have this I feel like I have this responsibility on my shoulders now to kind of help people but I like that because it helps me too it's like we're helping each other and it's really nice and I think that being a guy in particular being a bloke is challenging when you have mental health issues because in your social scenes at the pub or with the boys or at football whatever it is lads don't open up why i don't know i don't know and and I, and that's a question i don't know i think it's it go it probably goes back to years and years ago when you, and yeah it literally yeah. does it literally does and i think it's it, that needs to change and i think it is slowly changing and i've encouraged it in my friendship group to you know, not just ask, you're right, mate. Yeah, good. Yeah. And then that's it. And not it's, listen to the exactly, answer. Exactly. Yeah. Ask how you are twice, three times, four times, if you think. Because let's be honest, we all know when someone close to us is, isn't is quite right. But in, And that's where I feel like it's my responsibility to, to help those other people that follow me. It's a big responsibility on your mm. shoulders, though. Did you realize, though, I suppose you didn't, but when, when you first uh, talked about mental health issues uh, and admitted what, everything you'd gone through, when you started getting the feedback, mm. were you aware about the responsibility on your shoulders or did you just think, I'm going to help people? 
I, I yeah, help myself. Like I you say, ju- yeah. it is a two-way thing. Yeah. Of course it is. And I don't mean that in itself to come across in a selfish no, way. No, no, no. I get it. Of, I yeah, get it completely. It it's kind of therapy selfish. for me too. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of therapy knowing that I'm not alone. Mm. Um, and like I said, it. If people look at me and think he's got a great life, and he's feeling like that, then how? Then I, you know, I can, I can understand why I'm feeling like that too. So, no, I didn't have a clue about the responsibility, but I just love the feeling of of knowing that i am helping other people out there um that just feels really good because life is so short so so short and you know like we've seen with tom parker recently it's it's important to live every day to the max so if i can help people have a better day then that's one more day that they're happier than dinner than they're not so that's how i've lived my life i think if we can yeah pass on some joy and mm. so listen listening is so important mm. how do your family feel about you being so open about it i think they're really proud of me because my mum, you know my my wife chloe um who's just the best thing in the world oh. she she's you know she she could have left me so many times when i was down and struggling so and, it got you were that mm, you were that down. i was yeah i i was a a very difficult person to be around for quite a while um because of my mental health struggles mm. and she stuck by me and i think she knew that the the kind of happy josh that the at peace josh is the person i want to be with uh but you know she would often call my mum because she didn't know what else to do so my mum and family came around loads of times when i just stayed in bed for days on end or whatever it was so i think they're proud of me because there's no way I would have been able to talk about my mental health journey when I was in my lowest uh, headspaces. So I think they're just proud. I think um, they, yeah, I, I, and also it's funny because even though you don't actually associate, I never thought my parents would have mental health issues because they're older and they're wiser. And But, you know, just speaking to, to, to sort of family members that are older, they've all, everyone has them. Well, especially recently. I everyone. Mean, I think, I think um, with... Uh, the, the two years of COVID that we all faced, um, it people be, being much more open about mental health issues. Yeah. But I think it affected many people. And I think over the years, we're slowly going to see the effect it's had on on kids, on elderly people and everybody in between. Yeah. I, and so everybody talking about it. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Amen to that. I mean, you, you, to me, you seem like you're in a really good place right now. And I'm sure you get, do you get, da- you get down yeah. days? Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm on, uh, I've, I've, I'm open and honest yeah. with my flo- followers about the medication I'm on. Yeah. I'm on antidepressants. Um, I and they've done, helped you. They have. They're very mild, but they just help me wake up every morning feeling a little bit more positive and um, a little bit kind of have the confidence to, to, to deal with the day ahead, really. And you don't tell other people that this is the only way. That's what's not. important, which is great. I love that. It doesn't well. work for everyone. Mm. And I'm not saying, if you're listening, I'm not saying out there to go and if you're feeling down, that's the answer. But, Absolutely. you know, I've had therapy for two years um, and I just need, it got to the point where I just needed a little bit of extra help. And to be completely honest with you, I'm not ashamed of it whatsoever. No. And if you're listening to this and you are on medication, don't be ashamed. Don't mm. think it's a sign of weakness because it's not an actual. I actually look at it as a sign of strength that you are strong enough in your in yourself to seek help. And Absolutely, I love that. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's very funny that for years you, you, nobody would say I had therapy, mm. and then people would suddenly come out and say, I, I, "I've had th- th- 
It's just like, go on, you can say it. Listening and being able to talk and start having somebody listen is very important. Mm -hmm. So you guys getting back together again. Yes. Now yes. that that sort of came from nowhere as far as your fans. Well, yep. probably they were all hoping for that one mm. day. But with, with you talking about all of your uh, mental health issues and you were pleased that it was all over, wham, bam, here I you know. go again. <laughs> Straight back in the deep end. <laughs> here we go, Josh. No, but it's, it's, do you know what? It's come at the perfect time. Lockdown, you have so much thinking time. I'm, I'm sure you know. You, you sit there and you think, just think about life. You think about everything, don't you, during lockdown? And I think we all thought, let's give this another go. Um, and George has come back and we're back as a four, the original four. And it's it's lovely. It's really nice. Is it really? It is. It genuinely is. It's, yeah, you know, you, you get the occasional kind of where you freak out a bit and you think oh my god am i actually doing this again <laughs> because it does bring up old of course it does old negative memories and things like that does. but actually you know we've got a sold out show at the palladium in it's the end of may in the may yeah. 28th of may so i mean happy day it's just going to be brilliant like we're just going to be up there performing again and if that's i always said if that's the only thing that we do as a band again then that i'm happy with that i hope it's not i hope we go on and do loads more things but Things didn't end the right way last time. Mm. So if this is the final hurrah, hopefully it's not, then I'd be happy with that. So, and, and the documentary as well. So you're doing yeah. a documentary. Um, how, have you seen what the others have said? No. You haven't? I've seen bits. We got the kind of highlight reel um, that was pitched to all of the television shows and, but not going deep. Now that, 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 I said some pretty brutal stuff being honest and I'm sure they did too because you know I just think honesty is the best policy with this we we have I said to the boys when we came back we just have to be honest if we piss each other off yeah then we have to just say it life is too short not to say it and we didn't do that before so um but no it, it honestly more positive note it feels brilliant to be back and I'm really excited so okay it's like awful I hate it when when I ask. So I'm, for, forgive me, <laughs> no. but what happens after the Palladium gig? You know, have you got plans, hopes and, and dreams and ambitions still with the guys or are you just closing that off and just seeing where it goes? It's a tough one. It's a tough one because I would love to do more, but it has to be right. It has to be right for us all. Um, we have to have the right team behind us because I'm not letting us get in a position again where we can get screwed over. And, and taken advantage of so if everything feels right after the show which and in my head i think it will then there's already talks about a tour there's already we've got an offer of a tour should i say so yeah as well yeah you know music music has changed so much it's not mm. about charting the it's it's in such a different place as to when we last released music it was all about getting top 10 <laughs> number one number top five whatever it was whereas now it's a bit different so I would love to release new music. You know, JLS boys have done it. The Wanted boys have done it since they've come back. But actually, neither of them have really charted. It's kind of just for their fan base. And I think that's really nice. I think it's just nice to put out music without the pressure of charting. It's not all about that anymore. Um, but there's so much more that you personally mm. can give. I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's, I can, there's books and there's all, this, all the, the stuff that you can do. Mm. But... But I like the fact that, from what I can tell, that you are Josh, who's in mm. Union J. You're not Union J's Josh this I hope, time. Thank you. Does that's, that how it feels? To, does it, it does. Feel like that? It does. Yeah, it, it really does. So that's really nice of you to say that because that's it does feel like that. I have my own identity. I've gone off for the last five six years and followed my dreams and and 
had my difficult days, but also got through it. So I feel a lot stronger. And that's another thing I feel if this was to work out again with the band and we were to go on and have some more success, I feel like I would be better prepared for it this time around, um, which that's why I want it more than ever, because I would genuinely not take it for granted. I would enjoy every second of it and just smile my way through it this time around. But did you take it for granted before, do you think? I mean, that's for you. you from what you've said, it it broke you. But mm. did you? Did you really take it for granted? Not deliberately. I right, didn't take okay. it for granted deliberately. But when I look back, I kind of did. I think we all did. Because right. you don't think it's going to end. You honestly don't think it's going to end. And, you know, you spend money like you, like you're Bill Gates, and <laughs> which you're far from not. Um, and you just think this journey is never going to come to an end because you are, like you said before, you are kind of going around the country and you've got loads. You're very lucky. We were very lucky to have loads of fans and do loads of shows and you just think there's no why would this ever end right okay that's the thing yes. but then it does it really does you know so it, that part you took for granted oh big time right, okay big time and it ended so abruptly and so out of nowhere that you know we were number one six seven weeks before we got dropped which just doesn't make any sense whatsoever so what's the reason that that happened <laughs> At the time, I didn't know, but now I've known. And it's probably not my place to... There's a few... Let's just say if I said them, I don't think I'd work again. It's oh pretty brutal. God. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty crazy. There's, and you found out what they are. At the time, we, we kept everything from each other. And, um, you know, we weren't very honest with each other. And I think that there's been... Now that we've spoken and got back being honest with with one another, we've found out things that happened that, you know, that were a bit a bit crazy, really. Um, but at the time, you don't. We didn't know that. We just right. our whole life just got completely turned. You know, we were on the highest of the high seven weeks before to then be told essentially you're out of a job. That's your dream over. Thank you very much. See you later. Like that's how brutal it is, and wow. out of nowhere. Because with with things like with things in the music industry, when I watch the documentaries of other bands and they go through their journey of how they were dropped. Most of them could see it coming because sales were going down and, you know, tours weren't going as well and there was less demand. But with us, we were we genuinely felt the most secure and successful that we'd ever felt as a band. That was why it was so hard to process because it right. just happened out of nowhere. Well, it was. You were the most. You suddenly, like you say, you were number one. Yeah. Wham, bam, that's it. I mean, that, it's, it's cruel. It's nuts. It's, it's nuts. actually very cruel to mm. do that to, to four young lads mm. as well. Oh, my word. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to come on here and be all doing no, me gloom. you're not. And but don't you know. apologise because I, I think, you know, that a lot because I've been looking, reading about you and reading interviews and looking at your social media. Um, I love you for your honesty, but also that it's not doom and gloom because you're honest. Mm. And so you can't. You, you, you can't do anything else no. apart from just be honest, can you? That's the thing. But I, there are other things that I think you, I mean, you. Please tell me you're not finished with musical theatre. I would love... Do you know what? I went to see Hamilton last night. Uh, Isn't it great? It's just the best thing ever. It's the second time I've seen it in a month. And um, it just... I sat there and I was saying to my wife, I was saying, I, I could be him. And she was like, which which character would you be then? I was like, him. And she was like, no, I don't think you could. You could be him. So it's kind of... It has... I would love to explore that. You've got to do more I musical love... theatre. Come yeah. From Away. Have you seen Come From Away? I haven't. Oh! <gasps> Good. Incredible. Okay. Incredible. Okay. Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. That's yes, good. Very, yes. very good. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. You know what? I, I, I actually would love to. I feel like um, 
maybe it's something I pursue in my 30s, I think. I think it's all there for you. I hope so. And hope so. and doing TV presenting. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. I've I've um yeah, TV for me. I had my own radio show for a bit, you know. I yeah. mean, you are you are kind of a role model in that in that side of things. No, you are. You are no, no, don't mean that. No. But like I would love to do that. I'd love to Yeah, I I feel like actually in TV presenting, the older you get, the more opportunities come. Do you would you say that? Maybe not when you're a woman, but that's a whole other okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that. That's no, very that, unfair. That's a whole other yeah, story. Yeah. No, no, don't, don't apologise. But, but radio, I think you, you've got it all there, ready for you mm. to to take. And it's just doing it at the speed you're doing it feels the the speed feels right. Mm -hmm. Speed. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's on my terms now. And um, when an opportunity opportunity comes about with my management, you know, we'll sit down and properly assess it and not just say yes to everything um the we biggest say, thing is being able to say no 100 100 there was something i turned down recently that you know as a child i would have gone oh my god but actually it would have been detrimental and could have had a negative effect on my headspace and i just was i didn't feel like i was strong enough in that time to do it but don't do i'm a celebrity no you don't think is so that what no it, was? it wasn't no it wasn't <laughs> i always said strictly you'd be very good at. i'd love to do strictly would be fun they'd always, have you in an in it, a, like that it's always the um i would find it very challenging for my because you know what it's like the strictly curse and all that yeah, i mean my wife and i we are so tight and so amazing but it's a tough it's a really intense thing to put your partner through i think um i was only talking to scott mills about it a few you know a little while ago and he was saying about you know what happened behind the scenes of the show and it is pretty crazy it's quite an intense thing to throw yourself into but i also know people that have loved it and had the best time so i've got friends who've done it and loved yeah. it i mean absolutely the, the most unlikely people mm. who went into it and in fact i saw him on Monday and he was saying he still has the most fantastic mm. memories of doing. I couldn't believe it when he was doing it at the time. Mm. I, but but all of those things, they're all but they I think you're more than that. Oh, thank you. No, you are you're very kind. The future is there and you you've just got to embrace it and as you say, learn learn to say no to all the mm. right things and say yes to the to the other ones. Thank you, Gabby. Appreciate no, but it's that. brilliant. I, I, Josh, I think you're lovely, so lovely. So oh. thank you so much for doing this. No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Coming up next week, TV presenter, radio broadcaster and podcaster, Kate Thornton. That Gabby Roslin podcast is proudly produced by Cameo Productions and music by Beth Macari. Could you please tap the follow or subscribe button? And thank you so much for your amazing reviews. We honestly read every single one of them and they mean the world to us. Thank you so much for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.